cutscene technology just continues to stay that much farther ahead or i don't know right know? yeah like until it's like <laughs> so for the cutscene, please insert your matrix port yeah you know, exactly brain oh, cool. but it's like oh it's but it'll fry your brain if you do more than three minutes of it at a time like i can't wait to the day where we could just play video games in here all day like <laughs> yeah can't play metal gear then welcome to pick up your sticks where we talk about why gaming matters with your host walker near and brett lindley I'm Walker, and this week we talk about the widely beloved Monster Sanctuary, which is a fun mix of some of our favorite genres. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash pod. As always, I'm joined by my delightful co-host, Brett. Brett, how are you this week, man? I am delightful. It's true. I'm not going to. I can't fight that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's got you picking up your sticks? Uh, so I, after after feeling a little bit bad for the game that kept me on Xbox Game Pass being Shark Thing, um, I decided to give <laughs> Xbox Game Pass another try <laughs> to see if I could find something that um just kept up that inspirational edge you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so uh so i found a a, a nice little tie honestly i was gonna my intention was to play <laughs> this is the sad part my intention was to almost like monster shark you i don't know if that's what it called shark game whatever i was man eater yeah man eater thank you i was only gonna play like two hours of this game to see if it held up and then I was going to recommend it to you because it's a Metroidvania and okay, but I didn't recommend me. No, I know I'm just giving oh, come on. All right. I played monster sanctuary and it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Getting off that topic right quick. I didn't mean to, it was a joke. We're not going to spend 30 minutes arguing about it. <laughs> we never argue. No. Um, monster sanctuary monster sanctuary is amazing and it's on Xbox game pass. And if anybody likes JRPGs, Metroidvanias, or Pokemon, then you should download it and play it for free because it is all of those things and more. And I love it. Awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing it um, probably when it hit early access or so, I don't know, a couple years ago. But I thought that it was like Terraria meets Pokemon. But you said that there's not it's not that because it's not a you're not building. Stuff. Yeah, there's no re- survival crafting. It is a it is a tried and true Metroidvania um, with some stolen elements of like JRPGs and then Pokemon thrown on top of it. Like, So what is the JRPG element? of so it? So the JRPG is that all of your Pokemon carry all your monsters rather. Sure. Um, each have an individual skill tree. Uh, that you can level up through and you can, they have, everybody has a weapons. Every monster has a weapon slot and three equipment slots. Oh, wow. Um, every monster can also be Valheim style fed up to three pieces of food. And the oldest piece of food will be the first one deleted. If you feed them like a fourth that give various effects. Um, and there's go ahead real quick. Yeah. So, but you don't have to, hunt and prepare the food no yeah you just like buy it or find it the that's kind of more fun yeah it's it's yeah the (laughs) the combat system is a turn-based 
combat system where you have all three, you have three monsters out at a time. Um, and versus like three. So it's very, I mean, it, it feels like a classic JRPG combat system, like turn-based combat style. There's a lot of synergies. Uh, you can upgrade all of the equipment. You can like level up all of the equipment and the equipment and item system feels very similar to the inventory management of, of like a JRPG as well as just like the types. I mean, like you get Phoenix tears instead of Phoenix down to revive monsters and the the whole combat system feels a lot more like a jrpg combat system than a pokemon combat system gotcha yeah i think the reason i was thinking terraria and look i'm looking at screenshots of it right now is because the characters faces look a lot like terraria oh yeah the art style is very terraria-esque but like a little bit higher definition i guess you would say like yeah you're not six pixels tall you're like 36 pixels tall so okay right it's kind of like how like Mega Man X yes. was way better looking than the old Mega Mans, even though they're both two yeah. D side roller time. Right? Whatever. Yeah, very much, very much like on the Mega Man X kind of edge of things. I, mm. I get a lot of like kind of like a Crystal Chronicles, like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles from it. Um, just from some I of know that that's a game, but I never played that. Um, well, those those who have played some of that maybe maybe a little reminiscent of that art style, just a smidge, but animated more smoothly i've played final fantasy 14 yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i was still excited <laughs> saying mmo so i'm sorry uh-huh. i promise i'm done we'll talk um, about that next week <laughs> um so yeah so i mean so how how much have you played it have you finished it yet or is so i'm not possible? done <laughs> um i probably I would say like, so I accidentally stumbled upon the, the how long to beat that we were talking about earlier, the website that tells you how long it takes to beat a game. Um, there's like 30 to 50 hours of gameplay in there, depending on how you play. I'm probably a solid 25 in like the main story. I don't feel like has a lot, lot more. It has some more like I, I think I've got about two or three more zones in the map, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I haven't looked at I've I've only looked up like one thing about the game so far. Um, and that was just very early on in the game, like how to use a menu or something like that, just how to understand one of the systems that was then pre- then proceeded to be revealed to me if like 10 minutes later. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, I have not looked at like I don't know how many monsters I have left to catch. Like, I don't know what this, where the story goes or anything, anything about the game. I've like stayed off of wikis and stuff and just, cause I don't want to see the full map. Basically that so ruins Metroidvania for me. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Well, I mean, as we've discussed at length, but I think to some extent looking up the wiki for a single player or even non-competitive online experience it's not always fair in minecraft i never would have figured out that feeding two animals uh whatever food they like makes them mate or whatever it is you know what i mean like some things are not intuitive and that has nothing to do with competition but um but yeah i i completely would understand not wanting to look stuff up because that's part of the joy of the game is discovering the stuff and seeing what is there so i've played a very limited amount of pokemon Right. So here's my experience with Pokemon. I want to love it. I bought one on 3DS and mm-hmm. was like, oh, I've always wanted this, I think. 
played very little. WoW came out with a Pokemon-like system in their game with all the critters. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to have to do that. Played it very little. And the reason is because I'm always frustrated that you can't level all of the pets together. Mm-hmm. It's just whichever ones are active in the party. Mm-hmm. And so then... I'm like trying to cycle in other pets to yep. like do one hit of damage and then take them out so I can keep everyone leveled together kind of thing. And it just becomes very quickly. I'm spending a lot of time micromanaging the efficiency of that yep. versus actually playing. So there's a few. So this game I, I had briefly mentioned before we started recording is all about systems. There are so many systems to this game and I love a lot of them. So the first one is at the end of a battle, all six of your primary monsters earn 100% XP, whether they participated or not. But three, only three fight in the battle? At a time. Yeah, like, so it depends. If if you are fighting in the world monsters, it's whatever your first three ranked, like you can sort your party, whichever your front three are, you you start the battle and you can pick, I, I take all this back. It's not just your front three. Whenever you start the battle, you pick three of your six monsters to fight. Okay. If all three of them die, then they're all die. They're dead and they're out. And you can't swap for monsters in your back line. You just pick three to do the battle with. If you lose the battle, you lose like a hundred gold or X amount, like a percentage amount of gold. And you're literally just, you're right where you were. You could immediately try the battle again. And your um, monsters are not actually dead. They just—they're not actually. Them. They don't lose it. Like when you're every—that's the other thing. Every time you start a new combat, you start with a hundred percent HP, a hundred percent mana. There's no man. You're not running outside of battle, like potioning up and poison healing your monsters as they're like fainting from burn damage as you walk. Like there's none of that. Every battle right. is its own thing at a hundred HP. Hmm. Um. There are other like there, there's like trainer duels. There's very few of these compared to Pokemon, though. Like Pokemon, that's the main game, right? Is like the trainer duels, right? Um, this there's very few of them, and that is a six v six with full swap that you can like swap a guy in, do one. It's still three and three at a time, but you can like swap them out and do try to chain combos or something like that. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, so, so, so I, so you're, so you're not, there's not trainers. So you're not just, cause that's what I was going to say. It, it, like in a, I, when I think of Metroidvania, I mean, yes, there's backtracking cause that's kind of part of it, mm-hmm. but it's largely pretty linear. Yes. Right. Like there's a clear area you're supposed to be in now. And I mean, that's somewhat true for Pokemon as well, because each area is kind of gated by trainers. Right. But you're kind of just, I mean, again, very limited experience, but it's like you're kind of just running around whatever map you have access to until you collect whatever you wanted or leveled whatever you wanted to then go fight the trainer. Right. Yeah. And that's the mostly the mostly what it steals from the Pokemon type stuff is that there are a bunch of monsters that you can. There's like over 100 monsters in the game Mm. and you can catch and fight with any of them. Nice. Um, Now, the 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 other. So like. But the progress, the story is a lot more similar to a more classic Metroidvania. So you can also any monster that you've hatched, they all hatch from eggs. uh, You can have like following you on the main map, like your WASD map, right? Like the Mm -hmm. the the platformer side and all of the monsters each have different 
abilities that can help you in the map. Now, some of them are basically this the same ability on a different monster, but those are your, like, Metroidvania, like, double jump, and your, like, different guns and stuff that you would get in, like, a classic Metroid to open doors are these little monsters. So, like, I the see. bird can help you levitate for, like, three seconds, right? So you can f- cross large gaps. And one can, like... You have a monk that can do a multi-punch that'll find secret rooms. That's like your mm-hmm. morph ball bomb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen there's some that like summon a rock to hold down levers and stuff like all your classic kind of like bits. There is something that has to give you morph ball, but it's probably going to be the last thing that I unlock because I've seen little tunnels and I can't get mm-hmm. through. Like I, I can't turn into a mouse or anything yet, but right. Um, so yeah, you you get access to a lot of different tech. And the other thing is like every monster that you do have unlocked, you can swap into your party at any time without having to go somewhere and like you could just always manage your party. You don't have to go yeah. back to base or anything. Now, right. if you have your main 6 or the only ones that get experience, so all of the others may you may outlevel them. Right. But uh if you do want to swap in, like say you're like 10 levels past where you like got this monster the first time, uh, you get monsters by like every monster battle that's in a battle has a loot table, like four things that they could drop as loot. So you just go find the area where those monsters are You and you see them walking around. So you can like, Oh, there's the monster I want. I'm going to fight it. And especially if you're way out leveled it, you'll beat it really fast. The faster and and more efficiently you win a battle is what determines your loot table. And the monster each monster drops itself as loot. So okay. and then when you it drops its egg, right? Whenever you hatch an egg, it hatches at no more than two levels below your the average of your party. Oh, okay. So if you want if you wanted to power level somebody ten levels, it's easier to just go redrop them. And, Got and they'll just drop at your level. Which, and so you're not losing access to previous areas. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Can it is. Teleport? Yeah, there's te- yeah, there's teleport stones. And I mean, it's very like it is a Metroid map. Like they're gotcha. like color coded zones. There's teleporters. There's like boss areas. And usually and there's the backtracking is both for sometimes progression and sometimes just bonus items like. You can see that chest, but you can't jump to it because you don't have the double jump, you know, like right. or a monster right. that can, you know, breathe fire to burn down vines or something, you know. So, um, and I don't I don't know if this is really a good question or not, but like when you're playing, are you are you feeling like is the fun of it the discovery of like finding new new creatures and seeing what they do is the combat? I mean, you mentioned if you fail, you can retry again. You're not having to, like, maintain health outside of fights and stuff. Is the combat challenging, though? Like, do you feel like you're going to fail? Is that the fun part of it? Is it the Metroidvania part of unlocking the map? Or, or maybe some of it's it's a, and it's, not. it's a lot of it. Like, there's there are so many systems of the game that some of it gets a little overwhelming. But at any point when something's overwhelming, I just kind of go do other things. Um, Like... At first, the combat was not very challenging, I think, because it's early in the game. Right. Right. And so things are aligned in a way that just make it to where you're probably not losing battles if you're putting any thought at all into it. Um, 
but in the mid game, like I, I am definitely putting a lot more thought into how I'm setting up my party now mm. and not just my main three, but also how all six of them kind of jive with each other. Right. Beyond that, there is now I haven't activated it yet, but there is you can turn on uh, about, a, I don't know, a quarter to a third of the way through the game. Approximately, uh, you'll find a an NPC that allows you to adjust the difficulty of the game uh, so that monsters in previously explored areas are always at your level. Um, and and like a lot in a lot of places in the game enemies like story enemies or like champions they call them like your boss guardians will always be at your party's level um so that doesn't always mean that they'll be easily beatable um right. but it also makes that, that so they probably i don't know i got raffle stomped a couple of times but it's it's like it all becomes party setup at that time like right. it's like it was about now the there are monsters in zones that will be above your level i got to that part um but they'll stay at they it basically says this is the level you should be to be here right right kind of thing and you can like fly over them and just like do whatever but a a lot of the content i saw somewhere else that like there's other content in the game that is based on the number of rooms that you have explored Mm. so if you're not if you're skipping a lot of fights you'll be under leveled because it's just based on how much exploration you've done right Hmm. yeah i I don't know. I mean, it sounds, it sounds, I don't know. It sounds pretty compelling. And the art seems like it looks pretty good. The art's I mean, awesome. I love the yeah. art style of the game. There's also the, like, the high pixel images in your, like, diary. Once you've, like, unlocked a monster or, like, seen. once you've seen it, it's in your diary. And then once you've, like, uh, oh, hatched one, you get, like, its history and what all, your Pokedex, basically. But it gives yeah. pretty, pretty nice resolution images of, like, pretty cool looking monsters and, I, don't, I think th- for me, probably the biggest like it, it's slightly overwhelming, but it really is how much min maxing you can do for every single creature in your party. Like, so right. th- when I say skill tree for each monster, each monster has between like three or two, two and five uh, like columns that can skill tree out. And then in each level of those columns, there's like one to five skills. Mm. and so and each of those columns are a skill tree in themselves there's usually only like two main branches and they're so like you get let's say you start like the monk right the monk is a really cool monster because he's like a neutral monster um so his his weaknesses and and he's not weak against much i think maybe he's weak against plant or something but anyway he's got uh four primary attacks that you can unlock right out the gate and it's like regular punches, fire punches, lightning punches, and ice punches, right? But then, as if you unlock fire punches, then once at, at like between levels zero and five, there's three skills under fire punches. Like one ups the attack rating of this monster, one adds like the chance to burn, and one uh, is like a, a support skill that ups the attack of other monsters, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you get like the just the adds burn then at level 10 plus there's four more skills if you get the burn then there's other there's like fire punch level two and burn level two and like defense up or whatever but if you get the support skill then you also have access to like gives all monsters that support skill or something Mm. or 
other items that like now every time that this monster attacks, no matter what attack it uses, it has a chance to burn. And can you like respect anything you can. There are respect tokens available. They're a little expensive, but not super expensive um, hmm. enough. So it's like, I don't know, like 500 gil or gold. But or I guess whatever. a question would be like, so if I'm level 20, I don't know if that's high right. or not, but whatever. If I'm level 20 and I've leveled a creature up with me that I were re- captured or whatever at level mm-hmm. one and have leveled it up and now it's 20 and I think <laughs> it's spec sucks because I didn't know what I was doing because it's my first monster, whatever. Right. Um, now, though, I could just drop that and then go get another one that's new, recap it, and I guess it would have lost a couple of levels, but now I can respec it in that way right. also. Is that true? You could have you could have three or four of them in your party, one of each type of spec, if you want. Oh, right. That's and fair. Like, um, but you could, do, you could use, and that's why the respec tokens aren't like crazy expensive. Um, and it's, I actually think it's worth respecting because at the early monsters that I was getting, um, you know, and leveling up with me starting at levels one through like three, right. I'm not, I'm just kind of picking paths, but later in the game, I caught a monster and just had, it's like, all right, here's 14 skill points available. And it's right. like, oh, well, if I don't want any of the last two columns and I just want to min max one column, I can Whereas mm-hmm. you can't even do because they're also the rows are level capped. So each of the rows, even if you max out one column, you could end up with a bunch of skill points left because you have to unlock the next row at like it's every 10. So level 10, 20, 30, 40 is where you unlock the next so tier. As you're leveling, you're kind of in, leveling up naturally. You're kind of incentivized to spend the skill points, which then. Yeah, just kind of all out. over. But if you if you then respec and the monster's level 30, well, now you can dive straight down one column really heavily that you couldn't before. Um, And there's, there's so many synergies. It's so there's, it's, it only runs off. So unlike Pokemon, it only runs off of your like kind of base element types, like fire, earth, air, water kind of thing. But there's the synergies are all in the buffs and debuffs, which are kind of universal. There's like, maybe 15 or 20 buffs and debuffs. But like, so once you know them all, you just know all of the buffs and debuffs in the game. Mm. But the way they work together with each other and the way that you can apply them and or remove them back and forth is dependent on each different monster. Some monsters will have access to doing certain types of buffing or debuffing. Others can do it in certain ways, like the the fire moth, the magma moth. Um it can apply so like and any monster can only generally have like one stack of a debuff unless you have a monster in your party that you've specced into multi-specking that buff so like magmoth can have if he is active in your party uh burn can stack up to three times and that applies to all of your monsters can stack up to three stacks of burn on an opponent so like having that just allows you to do way more like dot damage right Mm-hmm. And then other monsters will like there's like a an evil eye or something that runs off of dealing more damage based on the number of debuffs on a monster. So if you have mm. two monsters in your party, like one that can stack fire three times and one that can stack weakness three times. Right. All of a sudden, this evil eye is doing way more damage than it would be able to if it can only have one stack of everything. 
Right. Um, and so like just the whole having skill trees for every single monster and and those skill trees are all kind of important decisions. Like mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time on each monster thinking about how is this skill impact this monster? How does it impact the other monsters? And then do I get basically do I spend a skill point adding crit crit damage or do I use an item to add crit damage or do I add a food to to add crit like what do what is what resource do I want to spend if I want to spec into crit damage or do I do right. all of them you know and like or would I rather spend that skill point getting something that one of these other things can't add and so there's there's just a lot of choices that go into every single monster that mm. I want to play with Right. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, I don't know. It's, it sounds like it's pretty compelling. Um, but the, the rub I've had with this type of game, the rub I've had in the past with this type of game, and again, I have very limited experience, so I might only have played the very beginning of it, which is why I think it's too simple. Right. (laughs) Which is probably just actually the answer to what I'm about to say, but it just feels very rock, paper, scissory. And then it's like, well, how much is into that? But what you're describing, honestly, what it's making me think of is making me think of like risk of rain or yeah, a little bit closer or something like that. Like with with just the build synergies, Mm -hmm. like I don't know what it is about build synergies. Well, yeah, so so I tried to telling, but they are. (laughs) I tried to troll the game. I was like, this won't work. I'm going to build a poison debuff team that i don't because so like the combat system is kind of like like i said you get like a nut you get up to five stars for like how effectively you and there's a whole i haven't even got there's a whole combo system and stuff the combo system is is kind of deep on its own Hmm. but i i was like i'm gonna build a debuff team that just kills enemies through poison damage like dots right and then has so much shielding and healing in it that even if I come up against fire types, I'll still just be able to tank the damage, right? And, like, that probably won't work, though. Was, like, the most fun team that I played for, I don't know, three solid hours. Like, right. beating tons of... And, like, it it wasn't just... It didn't just work. It was fun. And right. And then I went back and swapped things out because, you know, I got to an area where that's not the damage type I wanted. Or it was just a slower combat style, so I wanted to play or I got new monsters I wanted to evolve and try out. Like it doesn't hurt to try out a monster because you don't have to, unlike a Pokemon where you could get something that's like level six when your party's level 40, like, or even level 20 when your party's level 40, like it doesn't hurt to swap out for a few levels, any monster, you know, because anything, you just go pick it up at that level and try it out. And so like having access to, these min max style build synergies was really, I, I don't know. It was really compelling. It was really interesting to go in and just like, can I, can I win a run off of all like what happens if I stack combo attacks on one character that gets bonus, that like gets a 5% bonus for each hit. It does in a row. Like, can right. I get it to like a hundred percent extra damage and just nuke things? And to, you can, if you, if you invest in it, but then, the enemy team can have something that could, it, there is a little bit of rock, paper, scissors to it, but not as much. Like I, I was, I, I have gone against type, right? Like 
a fire guy against a water. So it should kill me super easy and I still win. Right. Yeah. Because I, and it's just because you have a longer list of skills. I also, and it's, it's something that I, um, that I, I frustrate myself with doing it is that like, I will complain about like a Diablo game and be like, oh, I don't know. You just left click and none of it matters. And it's like, well, <laughs> Kind of. That's a lot of games. That's all. That's all games. You just right. left click and type some things on a keyboard and. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and the same is true for rock paper scissors. I mean, that's what Starcraft is in a right. million different ways, right? Yeah. Like, um, that's what that's what most things ultimately are in some way or another. You know, because otherwise, I don't. I don't know. Compelling uh, series of choices. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. So I don't mean to be overly reductive in saying that. And that's why I said, also, but no, I do get that. Like there are some games that take that, like the elemental typing a little bit too far where it's like, if you don't right. have the right types, you're dead. Or if you do have the right types, you win. And there wasn't really anything else to think right. about. Laughably just, easy. Did you have the thing that you needed or not? Period. Right. You know, and there's nothing else to it. But yeah, with the amount of the build variety that you're talking about, it sounds like, yeah, there's a lot more to kind of, you know, dig into and and play around with and see, like you said, how much you want to min-max. And to some extent, it, I mean, it sounds like you could go hyper min-max, and if that's mm -hmm. what you want, then you can, or maybe you could kind of middling min-max and still make it. You can it. largely well-round. So the other thing is, like, all of the... In, like, Pokemon, you get four moves, right? And if you mm -hmm. want to learn a new move, it has to forget an old one. Right. In this, it's like you can learn as many moves as are on the skill tree. So like some monsters have a large number of defensive, offensive, buff and debuff moves. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can also like if you get if you get fire punches level one, two and three, when you go to use fire punches, you can pick one, two or three. And they have mm. mana costs. They have a number of hits that vary. They have different effects that can like change. So there's there's just so much. And like a lot of it doesn't matter in the early game. Like in the early game, in the first couple few hours, I don't think I ever ran out of mana. Right. Because like each right. character has a regen value. But once I hit mid game, all of a sudden I could only use my best move once or I had to use it first because I wouldn't regen enough to use it again. And, and, ah. and so I was like, oh, I need to put mana regen equipment on this guy or add more mana to him somehow. Or like, what what am I going to do so that they can fight effectively so I can use my super move all the time or whatever? Right. Um, yeah. Being able to have and like most of them have more than one type of a attack. So like fire and air will both it'll be like two fire attacks, one air and then like a buff or a debuff. It's like everybody's got a balanced mix of stuff. So, right, right. Yeah, I I have to say, I so I, I you know, this is and I'm speculating a bit here. You'd mentioned, I think, off air, maybe that this was a kickstarted thing originally mm -hmm. and went into early access from everything you're describing, though, it very much feels like something that was made by people who probably grew up playing these types of games mm -hmm. and made something that is in some ways like a love letter to these genres, right? Like it's like, yes, really tried to go out of their way to like make it as awesome as they could. And probably, I mean, obviously they wanted to sell it and make money, but probably less 
commercially motivated and right. more like I wanted to make this art. <laughs> well, and there's you know. there's several things that to me are nods against like like the Pokemon uh, all or the monsters all starting with full health every battle. Like little nods that are like we all agree that this is a dumb thing that's a holdover from old versions that isn't necessary in the modern gameplay. But it's right. there because it's always been there and nobody will question the Pokemon formula. And it's like, right. well, is that necessary? No, your monsters all start with full health. Every battle can make the battles more interesting because now you don't you're not walking back to your save point to reload your HP every well, time that, you do a battle. And that's the real that's the real rub right there is that if you're going to have a mechanic like that, fine. But don't make it something that's circumventable by some stupid, tedious thing that yes. isn't actually playing the game now because people will do it. And then yep. now it's not fun. I ruin tons of things like that for myself <laughs> by, by being like, oh, cool, I can just go over here. And then it's like it's been 20 minutes anything. walking back to get full health instead of using I mean, a potion. I'll arguably, that's what happened to me in like Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. It's not exactly that but it's like i got caught up in trying to do all these side quests to level up the size of my satchel or whatever right instead of doing the story which is the actually compelling part of the game yes. and the satchel stuff is really more there for like if you want to keep playing if you want to min max if you mm -hmm. want to just spend more time here here are some things to do besides just roam around and murder stuff right um but my stupid brain is like oh no no I'm going to do all the min maxi stuff first and then hate the game before. I finish. <laughs> and there, then just feel like I'm left out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, and like, I think if you do hate the game and you drop it, uh, it does have a nice mechanic that you can. So you you're one of the spectral guardians, right? It's like your your hero. You're one of the chosen ones. There's four chosen ones that hand down the chosen monster. That's there's a lot of JRPG type stuff to it, too. <laughs> like I said, love it. But um, y your spectral monster uh, talks to you and like helps you out and you can always at any time open up your menu and talk to it and it just has uh, like your primary quests and your secondary quests and then tips and tricks um, listed out and you can say like click and there's like two or three items under main story quest you could click on one and it'll talk about like hey remember this one bad guy that we saw. It, he seems like he's a pretty bad dude. Uh, we watched him escape off to the woods, which are to the west of the marsh. Uh, so if we want to figure out what's on that, we should go that way. And like, and it's just has several of those beats so that it like reminds you what you've done recently and where you're going to go. Mm. So you can put it down for a good length of time and come back to it and be able to pick it back up without having to start a new game, which we've kind of mentioned before, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, what game? Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's actually Dragon Quest 11. Yes. Which does a similar thing that's like, oh, this is nice. Mm hmm. Like, hey, haven't played for a while. Here you go. Here's a cutscene right. that splices together chunks of earlier cutscenes. Like, yeah, well, and it's like on and it's just the game loading screen. Mm -hmm. It takes that time to show you like, here's what's been happening. Like, oh, thank you. Because yes. I play 100 games at once and never <laughs> remember what's happening. Um. Well, what I started to say earlier, though, is like I, you can tell the game is a love letter in many ways. And maybe, you know, maybe there, maybe this is not, I don't know. I can appreciate the pixel art of it, right? Mm -hmm. And like that's, but I also understand that that's 
well, I don't I don't know their motivation. In some ways, there are some people who just love the nostalgia of that. And so no matter what they were capable of, that's what they would make because right. they want a game that looks that way. I think that also, though, it's more accessible, right? Like programming that is not programming a 3D world. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's, it's different. Um, but when you look, so if you were to pull up this game, um, and just look at what I would call the cover art, which mm -hmm. is this like really beautiful cell shaded looking thing. Yes. I, I hope we get to a point where it's as easy for people to make games that look like that as it is to make the pixel games yeah. that they make now. Because imagine if it looked like. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. It definitely looks way more. It, that looks, that's pretty incredible. I mean, it, cover looks, art. it looks like a cartoon. Yeah. Like it looks right. like, you know, an anime. Like, oh my God. I would, I would just love it. I remember though, I mean, this was 15 years ago. I remember asking a friend, do you think that, and this is when, you know, back in the day when, I mean, now most cutscenes are just in engine. Yeah. But right. I remember yeah. Way back in the day going, I wonder if we'll ever play games that look like the cutscene. Right. Yeah. And, and the and the conclusion we kind of came to was like, I guess probably because why wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Unless cutscene technology just continues to stay that much further ahead. Or I don't know. Right. You know? Yeah. Like until it's like, <laughs> so for the cutscene, please insert your matrix port. Yeah, you know, exactly. Brain oh, cool. But it's like, oh, it's. <laughs> But it'll fry your brain if you do more than three minutes of it at a time. Like, I can't wait to the day where we could just play video games in here all day. Like, <laughs> yeah, can't play Metal Gear then. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I just, I love that. I love that art style. And again, I don't mean in any way to disparage the art style of the actual game. No, and like the cover art style is kind of close. I'm gonna send you a couple of things. The there is the like Monster Diary like art is is kind ah, of yep. like that it's not yep. a, it's not even still it's still a step down but it's a lot closer than the like in-game animation stuff right but the animation stuff is a lot closer to a terraria uh there's like a mushroom guy that i don't remember what other games but there's like the classic mushroom dance like waggle waggle hop like if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about <laughs> okay i'm making a face that indicates i don't um, um. <laughs> there's i'm trying to remember like what game because i even i can remember like you bounce on once and the hat falls off and then there's like a, it may be like a mario or a yoshi or something mm -hmm. um it's yeah. not a goomba but still right right um but yeah i i i think that sure some of it probably is just easier to work with i think a lot of it is kind of nostalgia-y i think they are leaning into a variation of like Pokemon and Terraria style monsters. And I also, I also do want to say when I say easier, I, I, I that's not meant to be a shot at their capacity no. as developers. It's more just like, I, I, th I think you could do it in a much with a much smaller budget, like less time, yes. less people, less resources to make something in an engine like this versus if it was in unity or right. something, you know right. what I mean? Like if it, um, well, and you and can still... you can take 2D stuff a lot. You could take it just as far. You can do like inverse kinematics with two dimensional stuff and you could do boning and rigging and all of that stuff and make it really complicated. But you don't have to. Whereas in 3D, right. you kind of have to start there to make it look good. Right, right. Um, but yeah, again, it wasn't meant to be a complaint about this game. It was more a, a statement about just the current era of technology that we're in where this is something that a lot of people could pick up and 
not that they would recreate this exact game, but like you could make a pixely game probably a lot more accessible than making a fully 3D yeah, game. That's right. all that I've meant. Very much so. Very um, much so. And but who knows? I mean, imagine what does Game Maker look like in 2040? Right. <laughs> right. Or just like, like I mean, <laughs> I, have you have you watched or checked out any of the stuff with like the doll E? The mm-hmm. so it's uh well there's a few of them now that are art AIs that you can put any series of words into and it will attempt to process those words and then make like half a de- like usually it's like six or nine images based off of whatever you put in I and see. it can get obscure and it spits out stuff that it is like yeah that's it. Like if you want like <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte eating a Swiss cheese wheel while like dancing on a dolphin and it'll like it's kind of smeary and kind of smudgy depending on which of the AIs you use. But it spits out like nine images that just are that. And which is far closer than I could get because I can't draw a stick figure. That's well, yeah, right. and these are like photoshopped. These are like, that's, yeah, these are right. like, they're like, that's what I mean. Like, right. this is like yeah. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't, it's and like, perfect. It's right. <laughs> you're cranking these out in a couple of minutes. So it's like, how far is it before it's like, uh, you know, Google Alexa, please load me a video game in like, like the hollow deck. Right. Like right. I want something in like 1980s post apocalyptic sci fi, but with like dragons. And it'll be like, and I'm process- Sonic. yeah, and I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's like, ding, your game is ready. Please enter the hollow chamber. And like, <laughs> I don't remember where I was listening to it, but there was some podcast I was listening to and they were talking about um, music that is generated by mm-hmm. AI. And if you tell people, here's a song by the computer, here's a song by a composer, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, the computer one doesn't have any soul, it doesn't have any emotion, it doesn't it doesn't capture the essence of the music. But if you do blind right. testing where they don't know where it's from, people will go on and on. I mean, I'm sure not every single track, but on and on about the wonder of some of these tracks and how clearly that's the human track mm-hmm. because look how much passion is in it. And it's the one generated by the robot. Like, and well, now th- that's happening in the same way too. Where I saw one that was like, uh, play a song that's similar to like uh, Imagine Dragons, like Believe or something, but done by the Beastie Boys. And it was just like, did it, did it, did it, did it. And then I would like after ten seconds, it had a song, and it had the imitation of lyrics. Like they weren't actually words, but it was yeah, vocals. But that's my experience with electronic right. music I don't, largely anyway. Well, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it sounded like a French version of right. that song, right? Like... <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't real words. Like they are just French. Like, yeah, it's oh just French. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how far it is before it's like, which is better, the real he- game or the computer generated one? Like... Well, it's it's also because it's like a thing where when we think about like, well, what's the robot good at? And it's like, oh, well, it's good at chess. And it's like, wow, that's crazy. And it's like, it is. But chess in many ways is like, that's a math problem, mm-hmm. right? Like there's 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 numbers that you could assign to everything and then figure out which thing is the, the superior move or play based on that math. But when it comes to something creative like art, we're like, oh, no, no, that's something that can't be quantified. It just comes from <laughs> the soul or whatever thing you want to say. And it's like, 
Maybe not, actually. Turns out Maybe there's a hit- lot of math and art, too. Like, a lot. <laughs> yep. But then Turns out our brains time- process everything in a math-like way. <laughs> right. But then we can't teach a robot to catch a ball that's thrown at an right. unknown trajectory. Yeah. Like, that we can't figure out how to do. <laughs> or if you can, Which you have to put, like, like 20 cameras thing. in a room for it to be able to see it and, like... Right. Right, right. And ultra reflective anyway. services on the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Monster Sanctuary is the what is that thing? The singularity. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's taking us there. I'm well, I'm as as I get closer to beating it, I'll let you know if I attain godhood. <laughs> oh, it is I, um, I enjoy I enjoy a lot of like I think that's the thing that I like about it is like I'm sure you could blow through the story with like a starter party. Um, and there's a couple areas where you'd have to catch like maybe a specific monster. It has speed running options in it, like to set up, hmm. but, and it has a new game plus. Uh, so I'm sure there's some of that in there, but I think that for me, it's like, I can go progress the story and like work on a map, right? Like a zone, like get through that zone. And then the next time when I come pick it up, instead of going to the next zone, like my next play session is okay. Let's hatch all the eggs that I got. Like let's go level up all my equipment and do upgrades and maybe see if I got new equipment or new food that swaps better. Let's look at my, all of the different monsters I have. Do I want to play with something different? Do I like this team? Like what worked, what didn't Uh, maybe recapture one monster, build up a new team. And then assign all the uh, the upgraded items that just upgraded like put all those in spend all my money like set everything up and then that's just a whole play session so then set it down and then the next time like every other play session is go to a zone you know right which i i think is at first was kind of overwhelming like i said because there's i haven't there's so many other systems that i haven't touched on even like how combat works and like there's a whole scaling system that in the beginning Again, a lot of things, and I think it's a good job. I think it does a good job of it's not overwhelming up front. Like, those systems don't matter for the first couple hours. Like, you're just going to be pretty leveled, and it's mostly getting you familiar with it. And by the time they'll tell you, they introduce you to you, like, do you want to know how this works? And it was like, do you want to know how combos work? I'm like, I I know what a combo is. (laughs) Come on. I'm not. I've played games before. And then... (laughs) But I was like, yeah, sure. Let's see. Let's just see what it says. You know? Yeah. There's actually a whole system that's easily visible in the battle. That's like combo meter that affects the order in which you want monsters to do things and made sense of a lot of stuff in the like skill system that I was like, why is this here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Turns out it's for a whole battle system. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think you've touched on sound yet. What is your thought on audio design? Sound music, it's it's good. It's solid. Actually, kind of reminiscent of like uh, butterscotch shenanigans type stuff. So mm. it has a lot of. I, I wonder if Fat Bard did the soundtrack. I will feel bad if it's like not because, but they sound like Fat Bard, so they're good. That's a compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> right, right, right. But right, yeah, right. no, it's it's a good soundtrack. Um. It has options for like alternate battle themes, alternate overworld themes and stuff in the menu. So if if your soundtrack is getting boring because you're spending a lot of time twiddling with items <laughs> um, in your in your in between playthroughs, then, yeah, you can switch the theme up some. Um, I haven't quite gotten to the point where I'm loading my own music while I play. 
um, mostly because the the sound of earning experience at the end of a battle, even though it's like a monotone ringing of like every experience point counting up, mm-hmm. is just the most satisfying sound. <laughs> <laughs> For yep. like, bring. Like, right, yep, that's right. just all my experience points. Just, mm-mm-mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, good. I'll, I'll, there's a bunch of different zones. So each zone has its own theme, right? And they're mm-hmm. that kind of classic, like, there's a swamp, there's a forest, there's, like, an icy area, and there's a whole goblin zone. I think I, I want to build a team of just goblins because there are, mm-hmm. like, four, three or four different, at least, goblin monsters. And I could just wield a whole team of like archers and shaman and, and warriors and and they all right. have wild special. But like I just like leveling things up like I like level. There's lots of levels, lots of skills and lots of interconnected and like and the, the battle system. I don't know. They've got a pretty complex way of judging your score, because like I said, with the like my troll team that takes way too long to beat stuff would still get top scores. Because it calculates like how like the order you do things in matters. And so as long as you're doing that well, it gives you a high score. So you may not get all five stars, but you get four. And like right. that's fine by me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, I'll be honest, I've downloaded it while we were recording. Well. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, it's on Game Pass. So like, right, like right. try it. And like uh the 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 very first half an hour to an hour may not be the most engaging thing because it it starts you up with all your starter stuff, you know, and there's some exposition it has to get through. But yeah, once I started getting, once I got to a point where I was like, I want to get that monster. Like I want to fight that specific monster until I get it because I want to know what else it can do. Right. That was when I was all of a sudden I'm like, well now, and then I get it. And then I see that it has all these abilities that aren't used when you're fighting it. You know, right. And it's like, oh, he can do healing. I could say he doesn't even have to be. I was going to do him as a DPS, but now he's got all these heal skills. And like, what if mm-hmm. I match this with it? And then the, you know, it just it go, you start running. And once you get to the once I got to that point, I was like, OK, I love this game. This is amazing. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I think I so I'm, I'm thinking back and I think I actually. Tried this once for like two minutes. Yep. And I was like oh, this is more than what I expected right now or something. Yeah, right. And I put it back down. Something I've come to realize, which I don't know that I've really talked about it much on this show at all or any of the others. I've talked to you about it extensively off air, which is I am really bad at getting enough sleep. Like it's horrendous. Right, right. Like I did a Fitbit for a year and my average was like five and a half hours. My one time in the year, I slept nine hours. That was my all-time high. Wow. And my all-time low was 90 minutes. One oh, time. my. I mean, that's like a nap. That's a nap. <laughs> I Except that was the whole day. Oh. That was for that day. Oh. Right. It's unhealthy. It's wildly unhealthy. I'm not proud of it. I'm not promoting it. I'm also... I also... No, but think of all the games that you could beat with all of that extra doll. Well, that's... So that's my <laughs> point, actually, is like, I have this... It's not driven like I don't have insomnia or something, right. right? And it's not like a, it's not like I get really, like anxious or or something and, and can't sleep. It's more like a, a really bizarre FOMO, 
Mm -hmm. But I don't know for what, because nothing is... No, I get that, though, because I can't nap very well. Mm. Like, I have to be exhausted to nap, because I'm like, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I could, like, take a walk. I could play a game. I could do art. Like, if I take a nap, I can't do all of these things. Even though if I took a 30-minute nap, I would just be able to do any of those things way better than I Well, so that's exactly what I was going to get to, is I've also now come to realize that and it's not every time there are some games I've picked up and I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. But a lot of it is I will try something new when I am exhausted. Mm. And, and so then I'm not in the mental space to learn stuff, but it's not because the game is a problem. It's because my mind can't learn anything right now. Well, but... and there's not, there's not an insignificant things to a number of things to learn with this game. It doesn't throw it all you at you all at once, but it throws some of it at you pretty quick. And like, sure. Sure. There's a lot of like the first time I saw the skill tree, I was like, oh, God, this is a lot of choices. <laughs> and then it was like and weapons and equip and food. What is the, I, I didn't even look at the food menu until it was like, hey, did you know you could feed your dudes? I was like, yeah, but I don't want to know what that is. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. Well, anything else that we haven't touched on yet that you want to explain? Really? About it? I think like I, I don't want to like the story is uh, the story is kind of a classic sort of JRPG tale so far. Um, Let me guess. There's a big bad and you're the hero that's going to put an end to it. I think so. No and way. <laughs> they they might be. I don't know if they're ascending to godhood. Uh, like, I don't know if I'm going to fight God like in most JRPGs, but right. they're definitely immortal um they right. were they were the ancient evil that was locked away that then oh. became a bigger more ancient evil while locked away uh, i know nice. spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it turns out that's not even a jrp that's a lord of the rings right trope. yeah it's just all <laughs> tropes all all fantasy things for some reason have to be eternally locked away big bad that was not effectively locked away right um yeah, um, I want to see. So I don't know if it's. I'm checking real quick. Um, it doesn't look like. It looks like it used to have a demo that was available. I don't know if that's still on itch, but it's just full version of the game right now. Um, if you, yeah, we're definitely not getting this episode out by the end of the summer sale. But the summer uh, at the summer sale is six dollars. Uh, $10 for deluxe. So if you want it on steam, um, then there's that, uh, free on Xbox game pass. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, I'm surprised that this is a Kickstarter game. This is one of the few times that a Kickstarter has like not screwed over everyone. Um, no, no, there's that space one. So anyway, uh, yeah, it was a Kickstarter game and, (laughs) Oh, come on. That <laughs> space one. That's a good star citizen joke. Come right. on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the audience didn't see the glare. So, oh, right. Um, although, I'll, anyway. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I think that's really neat. I think that it's I, I'm, I'm glad that I, I think this is one of those. I'm glad I didn't know it existed in early access because I would not have wanted to play a Metroidvania in early. And that was what Subnautica was when we talked about that, you know. It's so confusing. Early access is infinitely confusing because. I mean, I could have waited until 2020 to play Factorio and it would have been just as incredible. Right. As it 
always was. But I didn't need to. I got to play it in like 2014 and love it and then love it over and over again several yes. years later with know? every update. But that's kind of like the exception, not the rule. Yes. But well, I'm mean, like, Subnautica was fun multiple times through, but it took so long to hit like, but between the point where I picked up the early access and the finish was like a year and a half, two years. Well, didn't original Subnautica, there was like terrain. Yeah, there's all sorts paint. of terrain modification. There was a there was a <laughs> random system, like a not a random map, but there were random elements and stuff like, yeah, there right. was. So I'm glad that I picked this up at full release. I'm glad that I waited. Yeah. Uh, by weight, I mean, didn't know it existed. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoy And I think that this is a good, I think that this shows that like, not every, everybody that's tried to redo Pokemon in some way has just tried to be like, just not just a copycat, but like true to the formula for battle right. moves, uh, overworld map, HM system, TM system. And it's like, this does the HM system. Just as every monster has one HM and it's always active and you can pick it from any of the 20 some odd monsters that you have ever unlocked. Like, right. there you go. Merry Christmas. Half of them are the same. So it's just what visual flair you want. <laughs> like, right. it's like having different skins, basically. Yeah. And so, but that's fine. So there's only five HMs in Pokemon anyway, and it doesn't eat up a move slot. <laughs> like, Right. So, right. Yeah, I think it just shows that you can take some of the core ideas and apply them to other gameplay styles and other gameplay loops and it be awesome. So I'm all about it. Yeah. It's interesting. Like there's the, obviously there are a lot of different ways that games are inspired to be made and a lot of different paths that people take. I mean, we had knuckle cracker on who makes creeper world and he talked about that. He likes to see patterns that algorithms generate and then try and make games that he likes and then try and design a game idea based on the pattern that he liked from the algorithm. I, that's beyond my comprehension, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't like, wow, you're way smarter than I am. Yeah. I made a game um, where a snake eats an apple and gets longer once. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty neat. But his, but, but the creeper world games are really good, yeah, right? They're, awesome. like they're, they're really inspired. They're well done. They're, they're made with a care. Um, but then you can also come at it from this angle where it's like, I couldn't make Monster Sanctuary yeah, no. because I'm not the mega fan of the things that inspired it that mm -hmm. these people are that enabled them to make this. So I don't know. On the one hand, it's almost like, like you're right. This seems pretty brilliant, but it's not as if anyone could just pick pick up, you know, walk off the street and create this right. because you need probably 20 years of oh my god, I love Pokemon and, and Metroidvania, Metroidvania and JRPGs, right? All together. <laughs> Yeah, and then right. there's some serious head. It's like, like I hate. I almost hate saying that it has a Pokemon layer because I think people put more emphasis on that because of games that are based off right. of that success are all very formulaic. And this has some of those formulas, but not many of them. Um, right. Just enough of them that people will say that it's a because catchphrase, you know, a clickbait title including the word Pokemon is like that's how you win um right but it's a lot less that and a lot more like jrpg what if what if your jrpg was a metroidvania that's just really right. what it is and yeah. and so i think that that's i don't know i like i think it is genius it definitely shows a lot of love and care that went in here i haven't hit any like 
bugs or hitches or anything. Um, there's lots of another advantage of not playing early access, right? Yeah. (laughs) Lots of great menu options. Like you can see that they took feedback and I think that that's one thing that early access does do is like, there's a lot of gameplay elements that would not be included if it weren't for early access, because people don't think about colorblind modes or additional options for volume sliders or accessibility options that like slow down game. Like, yeah, I, I, I sped up gameplay. And then I slowed it back down to get in between to the gameplay speed that I wanted. And right. Like, because it's a turn-based game. It doesn't, and the platforming is there, but it's not like impossible. It's, there's a couple of challenge checks, but it's not Ori in the Blind Forest. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I know still never finished the sequel too. I need, to I know, I, but not because it doesn't deserve it. No, it just because I back to back them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, th- I think the lesson that I will always remember is a game that, that you actually played quite a bit of, and we talked about a couple of different times, but is Brigador. Oh yeah. Yep. How, you know, it, largely because it's a really interesting kind of game and it's very unique kind of game Mm -hmm. and it looks cool but when it first came out they the developer had one very specific control scheme in mind which to them made perfect sense how you should play the game yeah why wouldn't you do this and it wasn't early access and they just launched it and then it took years later they they made updates and kind of re-released it yeah the whole game was rewritten basically (laughs) with a bunch of different options for how you control it and i think that the game was a lot better received but it also just kind of was like it already kind of passed its time right you already you you already made a bad splash and it's hard to go back and second splash right right unless you're unless you're a no man's sky um Uh, yeah and even then though i mean no man's sky if no man's sky wouldn't have had the marketing that it had and would have like just come out as what it was when it launched, it wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have sold as much as they did up front, which then enabled them. Right. To to have the runway five years of content updates. Well, and I think that's like, I think cyberpunk is suffering from that. Some right. Like, like I think that their second splashes have been like, I, more of the news that I see has been modder does cool modding thing or uh drama like they were screwed because their qa team was trolling them like uh, okay that's not like they're supposed to be doing another update soon but that's not the news right i don't know yeah i mean that game the fact that it was just basically unplayable on xbox one and ps4 Mm -hmm. but was released for them is like right it's just kind of egregious yep because uh, it's not easy to return those. It's not easy no, to get your money yeah. back like it is on Steam, even, you know. So uh anything else you wanted to hit on? No, I think that's uh I think that's Monster Hunter. If you like any of the things discussed Monster Hunter. Sorry, not Monster Hunter. Oh my god. I have I, <laughs> I, I was thinking I was like, I need to play through Monster Hunter too, because I, I own it now and just haven't ever played it. But yes, Monster <laughs> Sanctuary. Um <laughs> Oh man, I I well I, mean, I was it's not worried. That big of a deal. It's just funny. I thought about it earlier and almost said it, and I was like, nope, not gonna make that mistake. Caught myself. <laughs> I caught myself. I'm so I'm gonna pat myself on the back that I didn't do that this whole episode. Right at the end, bam. <laughs> back. I'll tell you what, game developers. If you don't want us to confuse the titles, you come up with more creative names that are wholly unique. Right. You had plenty of early access to to right 
or like a Kickstarter. You could have you could have kickstarted a whole like a board meeting, like ten to twenty slots of people for an obscene amount of money to help name the game. Like, right. <laughs> it could have been Sanctuary. Wouldn't have confused it. Right. Just saying. Could have been Monster <laughs> Sanctuary McMonster Face, and yes, you know. <laughs> so that's all for our episode today if you like this episode consider buying us a cup of coffee at our ko-fi page which is ko-fi.com slash p-u-y-s pod or just tell a friend about us because word of mouth really does make a difference all of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes and if you want to hear more content from us walker hosts the walk show a podcast which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests <laughs>